You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Toussaint. And this is another edition of Saved and Woke Afterthoughts. In my last conversation with Mr. Magnificent Miles, we finished up a long conversation hitting on the topics of immigration and abortion. So I'm going to go in that same order with my afterthoughts. One thing, or my only afterthought regarding the discussion on immigration was something I wanted to add but just forgot to mention was just the ambiguous definition that our country has to define refugees. So basically, when a refugee is a person who is from another country and they are fleeing that country because of some political turmoil, they are in danger staying in their country. Like a refugee, it's a, and this is put very, very simply, a refugee is someone who is coming to America or from, from, from any other country, but specifically is coming to America because staying in their country would lead to their or their family's imminent death. And what's crazy is that, what is really not crazy but despicable about our country is that a lot of people seeking asylum are coming from circumstances that on paper should qualify them for refugee status. But our government is very, very ambiguous in terms of how it allows someone to qualify as a refugee. And what that really goes to show is, is that it our leaders and people making these decisions about who gets asylum, who gets refugee status or not, it's not really about the circumstances that they are coming from. It's about the type of person that is desired in this country. And Miles mentioned that the type of person that was desired are people from, as people from European and definitely non-African, non-African countries. And then you don't even want to look like you're from an African country of, of African descent. There are a lot of people, even like from Central America, there are a lot of people of African descent and like those people more so than anybody else. I'm not saying that like they're, in Central America in general, I feel like it's really, really treated unfairly. I mean like Honduras, uh, Tegucigalpa, Honduras is the murder capital of the world. But people fleeing Honduras are not often granted refugee status or asylum just because our country has decided that they don't want brown people. And I don't want you to, I, the reason I share this information is just so we can, because when you see, when you learn about all of these laws and these race, race neutral policies that sound like they are available and are accessible to everyone, they're not. And you have to learn about how they are actually applied. And like all these people who are the, the, the quote unquote caravan, first of all, that was so stupid because 
they were not coming. That uh, those people who were in what was called the caravan were not coming to illegally immigrate into the country. They said before, like before they even got to our borders, that they were coming to seek asylum. It's okay. Like seeking asylum is not illegal. Seeking asylum is a legal process. You go, you come to the border, you say, "I would like to seek asylum," and you and you go forth with whatever that process is. It's very like immigration laws. Um, after tax law, immigration law is the second most confusing. It's, it's been said that immigration law is the second most confusing type of law in America. So I can't, I can only paraphrase, like I said, I only have one class in, about immigration law, but seeking asylum is a legal process. Like they're, they're, they're not quote unquote illegal, which is a stupid phrase, I think. They're not undocumented. Like they're coming, they're not trying to take or steal anything they're just trying to obtain safety they they are in danger where they are and so they're trying to do the responsible thing which is to take care of themselves and their families and find a home or at least a temporary shelter that is safe and i really don't know how America decides who's a refugee and and who is not, but it is definitely along the lines of the desirable types and usually the desirable color and socioeconomic status of the people entering the the country. So that's that that's all that I had to say. That's all that I wanted to add to the conversation about this administration's new immigration bill and before i get into my afterthoughts about the second half of our conversation about abortion my wife mrs saved and woke also known as monique to say she had a message that she wanted to share with our with our listeners after she listened to this last episode so we'll take a look or take a moment for that Hey ladies, this is for you. And this is about the abortion bill. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that our country feels like they have the authority to make decisions for our bodies. I'm sorry that your reproductive rights have been written down on paper and voted about in rooms filled with people who do not have the same organs as you. I'm sorry if you've been in a situation where a man took something from you that did not belong to you. I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry if you've considered abortion. I'm sorry if you were forced to have an abortion. I'm sorry. Abortions, they're a tricky subject. As a believer, you know, on paper I'm supposed to say, no, all babies should live. But as Juan alluded to earlier, our world is so sinful, our world is so hard. And there are different circumstances and situations that cause us to make 
different decisions. Just know that whatever decision that you've made in the past, God still loves you. Whatever decision you're going to make in the future, God still loves you. And you should be confident in that. I believe that whatever happens in your body is a decision that should be made between you and God. If you feel peace about things going on in your body, amen, let it be. If you feel peace about different decisions you choose to make, amen, let it be. But to the women who feel regret, some of you may feel regret in keeping a child. I don't know. Some of you may feel regret in having an abortion. I don't know. Whatever that may be, I just want to pray for you. Dear Lord, this prayer is especially for your daughters. Your sweet, precious daughters. Your daughters who are filled with so many emotions simply living here in this world. God, you see us. We are seen fully by you. You know us. You are known. We are known fully by you. There are situations and circumstances that are beyond our control. And those situations and circumstances really baffle baffle us and make us feel like we are completely alone. It makes us feel like there is no one to turn to. But God, we know that you are a good, good father. We want to know that if we don't. We want to believe that if we don't. God, we give our bodies to you as it says in Romans 12, 1 and 2. God, we give our bodies to you and we don't want to be conformed or go along with all the patterns of this world. We don't want to have to listen to other people who make decisions for us that are void your word that are void of your voice God help us hear you help us create space that is silent that we can bend before you that we can be near you Lord help us be closer to you God we're faced with so many scary things in our life so many situations that we wouldn't wish on anybody yet we're strong god thank you for making us strong thank you for making us resilient god give us comfort give us strength give us hope in your son jesus name we pray amen i really appreciate monique for recording that message one because it was two women from a woman and although i did acknowledge the fact that everything that i said was from the perspective of a man who had never whose body is not being legislated over and whose, whose control is not being taken i did acknowledge that but i've still 
feel like, especially after listening to the episode myself, I was, I'm sure there was probably a few moments where people maybe cringed at certain things that were said and definitely specific things that I said, but I was just cringing at the fact that I was just talking about abortion without having any input from a woman. Um, still coming off of the whole school, the, I guess, the haze of school life. I just want to. I want to get this episode out, and I, and I also want to talk about this issue while it was still, kind of, while it was still relevant. I want to talk about the, the bill while it was still relatively new, relatively uh, current, while it was still topical. And so that's why I, I wanted to just get this episode out. And, but still, I want to really acknowledge that. I want to actually, you know what? I think I, I, I'm going to apologize to just to my to my women, uh, to the women who listen to this podcast, because I feel like I may have done a disservice to you all and to anyone who would listen to this podcast in the future for not having adequate female representation, and which I don't think would have been good enough if I would have just had one female voice. Um, I would like to have had at least two. Like, if it was going to be me and Miles, then I would have liked to have two other women because, you know, diversity. You can't just. I didn't want to have. I didn't want to have a token woman. Um, but in the future, when I talk about this, because I'm sure it's not it's not going to be the last time we talk about abortion, that I will definitely, definitely do my due diligence and make sure that that women are involved. And part of the conversation. So that's the first thing I wanted to say about that. But I really, really appreciate Monique for taking the time to to share that message. Um, and the last thing I want to do is share this quote. I had seen it on Instagram. Somebody posted this before, and then Miles shared with shared it with me. And I'm going to read it with you all in terms of because my main point was that I don't believe that conservatives are fighting for the unborn because they love children and family so much. I do not buy that at all. And I'm pretty sure I explained that enough in the last episode, but this is one more piece or a few more words towards that. So I don't know who posted this originally, but this says it's a statement from a Christian minister about the Roe versus Wade issue. And here's the quote. The quote unquote unborn are a convenient group of people to advocate for. They never make demands of you. They are morally uncomplicated, unlike the incarcerated, addicted, or the chronically poor. They don't resent your condescension or complain that you are not politically correct. Unlike widows, they don't ask you to question patriarchy. Unlike orphans, they don't need money, education, or childcare. Unlike aliens, they don't bring all that racial, cultural, and religious baggage that you dislike. They allow you to feel good about yourself without any work at creating or maintaining relationships. And when they are born, you can forget about them because they cease to be unborn. You can love the unborn and advocate for them without substantially challenging your own wealth, power, or privilege without reimagining social structures, apologizing or making reparations to anyone. 
They are, in short, the perfect people to love if you want to claim you love Jesus but actually dislike people who breathe. Prisoners, immigrants, the sick, the poor, widows, orphans, all the groups that are specifically mentioned in the Bible, they all get thrown under the bus for the unborn. End quote. And it says here that that was by Dave Barnhart. So yeah, that pretty much wraps it up very nicely why I don't buy the conservative narrative that their fight for or their fight for banning abortion is just due because they just their hearts just bleed at the thought of a child not getting to live life to the fullest because like we said that child as soon as that child's born and that child has black or brown skin grows up for a few years gets gunned down by the police there's nothing to say nothing to say about it um and again about the the whole abortion issue usually on the podcast i have a i present an issue that has been talked about from either a conservative or strictly religious point of view and a progressive point of view and then i will come with my saved and woke point of view my saved the saved and woke stance and so the conversation with an abortion like so my stance is a continually like evolving one i don't i wouldn't say i really have a final stance i couldn't get on here and say oh this is what i think and this is what i think you should think too based off of what the bible said Uh, and i and i will not do that again like i said without having more representation um from from women on the podcast but i it's an issue that i think is worth wrestling but and although i can't say oh this is how i think we should do it well let me let me go back I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So in terms of whether or not abortion is right or wrong, hands down, I think it's not the right thing to do. I think it's wrong. But is a proper response to ban abortion and make abortions illegal? I am leaning more and more towards no. But again, that's still up in the air for me. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because I knew I wasn't gonna. I don't. I didn't think that Miles was going to, or that I was going to find. Or, I didn't think I was going to decide in that episode, but I just wanted to provide with that episode and with this podcast just an example of how conversations should go when we're talking about social justice. It should be in love and grace. We should be able to listen to one another. We should be able to disagree without calling each other names, without making fun of one another, without demonizing the other person. And I guess, and making yourself seem holier than thou. Um, So I think that's just a good way to have a conversation with people that you don't agree with, whether it's completely or in, I guess, a relatively minor respects, like me and Miles' stance on abortion. Um, but like I said, we should do it in love. We should do it in, in Christ. And I don't feel like conservative politicians and conservatives in general talk about anyone or any ideology, or any ideology 
that differs from their own from a position of grace and love. And I don't think that means sounding nice all the time because you so a lot of times talking in love, especially the love of God, means talking boldly, talking firmly with people. Um, but you can do so without being nasty, without being cruel. And I don't feel like our politicians today have given us a very good, and even a lot of our religious leaders have given us a very good example of that. But that's it. Don't want to go too long because we gave you two pretty long episodes back to back. Um, looking forward to catching you all again with the next episode. But until then, keep the faith and stay woke.